Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 34 in Edmonton, Brendan Escott in today on Oilers Now. Bob traveling to Seattle with the team today. It's just a, a one-game pit stop on the road, taken on the Kraken, and then back home for an extended run at Rogers Place and one in which they should be able to make an awful lot of hay. Ducks, Kings, those are on the schedule next. Uh, Leafs, that's going to be a tough one, as we know. So are the Canes. The Bruins are never a walkover either. Uh, Louis DeBrasque, our next guest, will be awful familiar with the Boston Bruins. But uh, we got to start, of course, by letting you know that he's brought to you by GCL Diesel, is Louis DeBrasque, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Louis, you were on the call last night with Jack. Uh, hey man, it was maybe not the prettiest start, but the Oilers they're finding different ways as they have all season long through the first 21 games to get to get it done and they did, and I think a lot's owed to Zach Hyman Yeah, no, I agree, I think that uh, when you look at that game, especially the first two periods, I would think to a man, they probably didn't like their their game as much as they probably would have wanted to come out in the way they wanted to play, but you got to, you have to credit the Pittsburgh Penguins also with the way they played in the game. But, you know, I think when you listen to guys after games and the way they talk, they, they bent, but they didn't break. They got great goaltending. Once again, I think Miko Koskinen has really won people over this year with some of the performances that he's put forward in real critical times and critical situations. He's made huge saves and timely saves to allow his team to respond and, they have the firepower to score goals. I mean, he's had a ton of run support this year, so it's kind of a match made in heaven, um, so to speak, in that regard. But listen, he closed the door early, made some great saves. He allowed his team to kind of weather a storm with a depleted back end, some young defensemen back there, logging minutes, and and the big guys came to play. And what can we say about Zach Hyman? I mean, you know, I like what he said after the game in the sense that, you know, the puck hadn't gone into him for in for him for seven games and you know that doesn't seem like that long of a drill but when you're all around it and you're getting chances and it can get pretty frustrating when the puck doesn't go in the net for you but the key factor is you're getting the chances number one he said and then you just know by playing a consistent hard game eventually those breaks and those bounces are going to start to go your way you have to believe that as a player every time you go out that's what you're believing when you go on the ice 
and sometimes that can be knocked down and, uh, and lessened, but I think that's the one thing that he's brought to the table each and every game this year, with the exception of maybe a couple of games where he would just fight the puck a little bit, but he has that consistent energy, that consistency to his game where you know exactly what you're going to get, and over time, he just he's going to put the puck in that like he did last night. He had a real strong game. He did, and the comment post-games that some of the players on this team need to stop looking at the iPad and start watching Zach Hyman, I thought was absolute gold and just such a testament to how, how the coach feels about the player. Well, you know, and it's funny because I already see some of the stuff rubbing off. I do, and and there's a big difference this year with the team, in my opinion. I've covered them for a while. I just think... There is more of that grittiness. There's more of that driving the puck to the front of the net, trying to wrap around attempts. I mean, Warren Fogle right now is sacred. Like, he, he's a guy right now that I do believe is in that situation that I was just talking about. The puck's not going in for him. Sometimes he's fighting it. And listen, maybe sometimes trying to do a little bit too much, but he's bringing the energy and the physicality. I thought that line had a, a couple real good shifts just to kind of weather, win a couple puck battles because it wasn't easy. I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins – are a darn good team, and, and they're a very good puck possession team that win battles. They have great sticks. They're very skilled. They can make plays. And both in the offensive and defensive zone, they make it really difficult on you, and you, you have to find a way to battle through those checks. And, you know, that's the next guy for me. I think Warren Fogle, and that's, you know, he looks at Zach Hyman every night, the way he approaches the game, the way he attacks the game, the way he takes the puck to the net. And I believe he's getting back to that too, Fogle that is. And Zach Cassin, you're seeing him attempt wraparounds more often. I think even Leon Dreisel and Connor McDavid. I mean, look at the way they're attacking the net this year. Um, I just think it's kind of a, a philosophy they want to have as a team to be very difficult to defend against in, in the offensive zone. Not only with the great passing plays they can make, but when a team wants to sit back and try and take those passes away, they say, okay, that's fine. We'll just drive it to the net. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little time for that switch to go on, but once it does, good things happen. Uh, you know, I wonder from your perspective this year, Louie, when you see Dave Tippett shuffle or mix the lines, even if it's a mid-game thing, let's say like he did, I believe it was ahead of puck drop in the third period there, and the players are really responding to it. They're, they're getting the results out of that mixing. I know it's such a point of consternation for some fans saying you can't build chemistry if you're constantly throwing the blender on, but does it seem to you this year like maybe the players are responding a little more positively to that philosophy? Well, I think what it is, and, you know, when that happened, and we don't even really talk about it much anymore, to be honest with you. It's kind of one of those things we expect throughout a game, and I think any any team for that matter, just depending on the situation, depending on what's happening, penalty kills, power plays, you're going to have shuffling, and he does it every penalty kill. Every every single penalty kill, he loads up with Dreisaitl McDavid. It was Ploy-Yarby last night. It was Cassian. Like, you know, he throws, he'll throw different guys out there just to try and get that momentum back in the favor of the team, and then you build off of that shift. And when you have Dreisaitl McDavid on the same line to start it off, well, you know what? You're going to have to switch some things up and get a different line combination out there potentially to just keep it rolling. But, you know, I think the one consistent this year is that I really think Dave Tippett's been pretty open with the players in the sense that this is what it's going to be like. We're going to shuffle the deck every once in a while. You're going to see Leon and Connor playing together at times. You're going to see them separated at times. And when that happens, everybody just fills into place. And I do believe that he's starting to pick guys that he feels are going a little more. So if he feels a guy's playing well, he's going to elevate him a bit. He's going to throw him on the line for a couple of shifts. You know, we saw in Las Vegas, Warren Fogel. You saw McDavid double shift with a couple guys just to give them a different look. 
And I think anytime any players out there with the likes of Dreisaitl and McDavid, I know me as an ex-player, whenever I got a chance to play with the top six guys, it, it, you know, there's an extra jump in your stride. <laughs> you know, you're going out there in that shift and you're pretty pumped up and you're excited to play. You don't want to embarrass those guys. You want to make the right plays. So it's an elevation. And I think Dave Tippett has that at his disposal to use that whenever he wants to, you know, get a guy motivated, get a guy that's going well, uh, you know, to feel good about his game, just throw him out there for a couple of shifts. So this is something that I've heard other coaches talk about throughout the league. I know Barry Trotz was a big advocate of it early in the season. He didn't mind shuffling lines a little bit, putting guys in different situations because you know throughout the season you're going to have injuries, you're going to have guys that get banged up, and you're going to have to shuffle the line combinations. And because of that, if you do it early on and guys get comfortable with that, then I think, you know, it just becomes natural to be able to do adjust to that each game, each period, each shift. The thing for me, though, is he's left guys together long enough for them to, to allow that chemistry to develop. So it's not like he's shuffling the deck every single five minutes or every period. He kind of allows the games to dictate what happens. And more often than not, it's not until later in the game. This year, I've seen him really ride some lines out a little bit longer and then say, okay, you know, listen. It's a tight game. We need a little more offense. Of course, we're going to load some things up here and try and find a way to get that next goal. And more often than not this year, it's worked. Chatting with Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrasca on Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott in today. I'm curious, you know, Louis, what contributes to a flat start for a team? You've been in the dressing room. I'm sure it's not that easy to put your finger on. But, you know, you look at the Oilers getting seven shots in the first 32 minutes last night and Pittsburgh played with the puck a lot of the time and they pressed hard to get it back so that's a factor too but this is a theme it's it didn't let the first goal of the game in they actually scored it last night however they were outplayed I, I just I wonder from your perspective you know what what contributes to it or how would a team go about trying to spark a little something extra out of the gate yeah, you know, and I, it's, it's, there's no question it's a trend, and it's a negative trend. And it's something that I know that they're aware of and I know they want to change. But for whatever reason, they seem to get into that mindset that they want to dust a puck off, they want to make one extra play, they want to make the perfect play. And I just think sometimes early in the game, and I know this is coming from a fourth-line grind player, but it's really hard for me to sit there and watch McDavid and Dreisen and say, listen, they, should pass, they shouldn't pass the puck there. They should shoot it there. But in reality, it's, it's true. You know, I, I look at a lot of situations where guys with excellent shots, and, I mean, Connor McDavid has an amazing release. He really does. I, you know, he's got one of the quickest releases in the game for me. When, I, when he comes down, especially with speed, he can shoot it in stride. He's also one of the best passers in the game. So, I mean, that's a, it's a first give and take where he gets the pass through the defender, and it's a tap-in like we saw last night to Evan Bouchard. But I think early in the game, I think everybody can simplify just a little bit more and have a real shooter mentality. And it seems cliche and it seems simple, but just take a look in first periods. If you were to go through the first periods of the last 10 games, excuse me, I'll bet you there were at least 20 times where they could have had a pretty quality shot on net early in the game where they decide to try and pass and make a play. Um, that's it. For me, it's, it's really that simple. You get in the shooter mentality, you start to get the flow, you maybe bang one in really early, you start to pepper a goaltender, there's a rebound, you, there's chaos in the defensive zone. I mean, a lot of good things can happen, and that's really it. I think that's the little adjustment, but it also comes with battle level. You know, Craig McTavish was on the panel last night, and you know we kind of both saw it the same way. It seemed like Pittsburgh was winning every battle. It seemed like they were coming up with every loose puck. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think... You know, that's the other thing, too. It's it's just going in there and having that urgency to just really be committed to being sound and winning more battles than not in that first 20 minutes. 
Um, it's something they're working on, Brennan. I know that that's something that Dave Tippett has talked about at length. And I, I guess the good thing is, defensively, they've been able to weather. They've been getting great goaltending early in games where they can kind of, you know, just sit back and make sure that they're not getting behind the eight ball too much in the game. But I would like to see them just have a little bit more of a shooter mentality early. And it starts with the big guys, but that's everybody. I mean, I think everybody has to have that mentality going in. Okay, if I get a good chance here early, I'm taking it. And then what happens is the other guys on your line are like, I know the puck's going to the net. That's where I'm going. I'm going to the net because there's potentially a rebound, a tip opportunity. I'm going to funnel and recover a puck because I have speed going to the net. All those little things start to come in. And when you see the team play well, that's what it is. I mean, the third period, if you look at the two goals they scored, but especially the tip goal by Yamamoto, that was the third shift in a row where they had time in the offensive zone. They had a shot mentality. A couple of those shots missed the net, but they recovered. They were able to continue that attack. And then they're up 3-2. What a lively house it was last night in particular. I mean, it's been good crowds all year this year, but 9-1 and one at home. They're, they're putting on a show pretty well every time, and they knock off a very formidable foe. You know, I just I wonder from your perspective, the, the impact of the energy – you hear the fans in the post-game scrums, like through the glasses. We're trying to get the audio in uh, in the Hall of Fame room there, Louie, and it's deafening. You know, it's a different vibe around this whole team this year. How much of that do you think is factoring into the home record right now? Oh, I think it's huge. I do. I mean, I I can only speak from my past experience, and there's nothing like playing at home when you're playing well and you're rolling. The fans are just you know chaotic because that just makes the environment great to play in. And it's been awesome. It really has. I agree with you, Brent. I think it's been an amazing atmosphere in the building this year. I think people are just really excited to have, number one, the game back, to be out in public, be at a game, in a, in a gathering socially. I just think people are really excited, and especially the product on the ice this year. This is a, this is a fan base that's gone through, through some tough times, and I think they're really starting to recognize that this team is really taking strides in the right direction. I mean, which is great to see and very positive. And you have two of the best players in the world playing on the team each and every night. I mean, that's, you know, sorry, but this, this city has been spoiled over the generations of seeing the players come through here. And we are too, as, as, as broadcasters, you know, we we're lucky and fortunate to watch these guys on a nightly basis. And, you know, for me, I don't know how many times I've looked over at Jack and just kind of chuckled and said, are you kidding me? Like some of the things they do on the ice, you just shake your head and go, wow. And that's kind of what it's all about, right? That's it's an entertainment business. It's, it's, a, it's a job. It's a business. But let's face it, it's entertainment. It's a game that, that people are very passionate about here, rightfully so. And when you see guys go out there and do the things they're doing this year, it gets you really excited. And, you know, the thing for me is when you, when you have the fans on your side and they're, they're cheering you on as aggressively as they have this year and you can feel the crowd buzz kind of build, you never really feel like you're out of the game. You always feel like you have an extra attacker on the ice and you never really feel like you're out of the game. And I think that the you're seeing that. I think you're listening to the post-game comments from the players, the smile on their faces. They're, they're really appreciating the support this year because they went through some tough times. I, I think it's, we're really quick to forget what they had to endure. As, as you know, this is, That's one of the biggest reasons you want to be a professional athlete. That's one of the biggest reasons you want to be a pro hockey player. Yeah, I know, listen, it's, it's the money, it's the glamour, all that, but it's the excitement and the atmosphere in that building in a critical situation when the fans are going nuts. There's no place you'd rather be on the earth than right there in that environment. And I just think the guys really miss that. I really do. I think they, it was really difficult to internally generate that type of momentum and energy in the game when there's no fans in the building. I know from us sitting there doing the games in the building with nobody there, it was, 
it just was not the same. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad we don't have to talk about that right now. And I, and I think the players are showing with the, the excitement throughout the league this year. I just think that the hockey has been really exciting. So it's good to see. It's, it's great, Louie, and I, I find that I can actually sit down and for whatever reason in years past, I couldn't really emotionally invest in, in a game between two Eastern Conference teams or what have you. The production yeah. value has gone up on the broadcast and the ice, like the production that is put on by the players on a nightly basis. I think the game is in a really good spot as far as the showcase of the talent and that sort of thing. And it gets to get showcased in a new market on well, tomorrow night, I guess. You guys yeah. are heading down there to broadcast uh, crap versus Oilers. I'm wondering if the Oilers coming in four or five, Seattle having a tough go of things this year, but points in three straight. Do you do you see the possibility for a bit of a trap game, or because it's a road contest, is this one where you, you just make it a business trip and then you come back home? Well, you know, I think that's been one of the biggest pluses of the team this year, Edmonton. That is, is the fact that you know, in in years past, there were there were situations where I think they maybe kind of thought it was going to be point night or just an easier night, and they just didn't have that pedal to the metal as often as as they should. I don't think that's been the case this year, I, and I and I I just think you know when you look at the team, and it's the first time, and and you know I'll admit it, you know I I look at this team differently this year, where when they're skating around a warm up, and I'm sizing up both teams, and I'm looking at it, I'm thinking more from the perspective of the opponent when they come in and face Evans, and like what are they thinking when they look across and see. You know, McDavid, Drysdale, Nugent Hopkins, Darnell Nurse, who can play 30 minutes and not even seem like he's breathing heavy. You know, the goaltending they're getting right now, you know, Duncan Keith, you know, and his pedigree when he's healthy. All these players, like I'm looking at, you know, the other team looking across is going, yeah, we better be ready. We, be, we better be ready tonight because this team could probably embarrass us pretty bad. And it's kind of a real different feel from, say, five, ten years ago. I mean, that's, that's, that's like a 180, you know, for me in, in, in the perspective of the team. So I think that's why Dave Tippett says they're going to get the best of the opposition every night because they are. Because the other team is looking across going, yeah, we've seen the highlight real goals and we've seen the number of goals they're scoring this year and they're never out of a game. This team can push at any time. We better be ready. But I also think what that has done for, especially the core of Edmonton, the guys that have been around for a while, they understand that they're getting that best game, so now they're elevating. They're elevating to try and match and exceed that from the opposition, and that's why I think they're having great success this year, especially against you know most of the teams they should beat you think. Now, they've had a couple games against the Detroit, Buffalo, on a road trip, where, but they were really tight games. It wasn't, it wasn't you know... You know, a total disastrous night. If you look at the shots and the opportunities, they got up against a real hot goaltender the one night where, you know, you just got to kind of tip your hat and say, okay. But I think those are lessons you learn early in the season. I expect them to come out. They, they want to be on a roll. They don't want to let this diminish again. And I don't think it's going to be a trap game. I think they're going to be ready for Seattle because they know that Seattle's going to come out and play 60 minutes hard. They're banged up right now, Seattle. So you look at their team and you say, okay, wait a second. They got some key players out of their lineup, as do Edmonton. There's no reason why you shouldn't come out here and be even more mentally prepared for this game because you're, you've suffered some major injuries on your end, so I don't expect it to be a trap game whatsoever. Louis, great to chat with you. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. All right, sounds good. Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at a great price since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. It is 12.52. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. 
starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hugh in Edmonton, we'll get to some of your texts, NHL Today, and maybe a little bit more when we come back on Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Just heard from Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque for our friends at GCL Diesel. Coming up after the 1 o'clock news, Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network and ESPN will join for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service electrical prefabrication and solar. You're looking for a maybe a Maybe a good date spot for the weekend. How about uh, Roos Chris Steakhouse? That's where some guests of the show receive gift certificates. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. And what's more? Well... If you're looking for a, a great road trip, you can join New West Travel for a four-night roadie down to the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Catch the Oilers playing the Preds. Package includes an exclusive non-stop flight with Flair Airlines, four nights in a deluxe hotel, great game ticket, and a welcome reception with Bob and special guests, all for $1,750. Join the Nashville road trip. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446. Or go online uh, at newwesttravel.com. Busy one. I haven't even told you what's going on in the rest of the National Hockey League today. Not a whole lot, but uh, let's do that for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Company-branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Ten games in the league. Montreal is hosting Colorado. Ottawa is in Carolina. And Calgary takes on Los Angeles to round out your Canadian content. Some reports surfacing uh, this morning on Twitter was somebody, uh, Eric Macramella, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He said that the uh, he had a, a contact, a source, shall we say, with Forbes magazine, who said that Arizona was being sold to a buyer who was going to move the team to Houston. And the Coyotes have rebutted, of course. The reports have been shot down. Craig Craig Morgan is the beat writer out of Arizona. He's the guy. He tweeted that the Coyotes have said it's false. They are not selling. They are not moving. And they are 100% committed to playing in Arizona. Did they not just purchase or somebody, somebody bought a plot of land on which to build an arena? That was my understanding. Somebody had put forth a bid in Tempe, and in Tempe, not Glendale, 
the actual spot that this team should be located, there was going to be an arena go up. So on this story continues, but no, they are not going to Houston. The death of former Blue Jackets goaltender Matisse Kivlinix has been ruled accidental by the coroner. Bakersfield Condors are on pause right now. They're navigating some COVID concerns ahead of scheduled weekend action. The Oil Kings hosting Medicine Hat tomorrow before Saturday's teddy bear toss game against the Moose Jaw Warriors. Sebastian Kosa, Jake Neighbors, Dylan Gunther, you probably know by now, all of them named to Canada's selection camp roster for the World Junior Team, all of them pretty much locks for said team, as is Caden Gooley, who you will hear in conversation with Reed Wilkins coming up after the 1.30 news. He was on the face-off show last night, so Caden uh, will be practicing. We couldn't grab him live today, but we'll replay that from last night's face-off show. Also, Jacob Demick from the Oil Kings, he was uh, named Slovakia's preliminary roster. It is 12.50 in Edmonton. We'll step out for a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back on the other side with Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.